All right. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sonny Aigbe. Welcome to A Boy and His Dream podcast. It's been a minute now. You know, I know you guys will be waiting to hear more and more and more from A Boy and His Dream podcast. We're here today to feed you with positivity and energy and mind blower and mind resetting. I have a very special guest in the house today that you guys want to know about. You know, this amazing young man, his name is Malik the Black. Very inspirational, very powerful. We're going to be talking about a lot of strategy, a lot of strength, the things that could have helped the youth back from succeeding, but he always overcome adversity. We're going to showcase him. So hopefully we can motivate some children out there today. Yes, sir. You know, one thing that inspired me most about you is you just being doing everything, and uh, you are an entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. you do taxes, and you do insurance, and you trade during the day or during the night, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, just yeah. just hearing you talk about mm-hmm. growth, financial growth, it, it makes me feel as if you are 50 years old. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just 22. Yeah. Do you know what happened to me at 22? I have no home. Mm-hmm. And at 22, you already set up, you made. And that does just give me hope to believe that the youth out there tripping right now, they also have hope if they just yeah. like kind of like listen to what they need to do. Just do the work, you know? Yeah. But today, I'm going to just let you tell us about yourself a little bit. Who are okay. you? What drives you? And what is it? Uh-huh. Who are you? Well, I mean, first thing about me um, is that I am a young entrepreneur that is extremely ambitious. Um, and I strive to really set the example, okay, mm. for individuals that's, you know, my 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 age and younger. And also for some individuals that's actually older than me. Um, because I feel that a lot of people don't have the right examples in their life. And examples as in showing it from all different angles, mentally, physically, financially, emotionally. So I want to be able to hit at all of those aspects. Um, and be the example for really everyone. Um, you know, my biggest phrase is, you know, we we are all chosen. You know, all of us on this earth, you know, we have a divine purpose. Mm-hmm. That's your have, nickname, right? Yeah. Chosen, all right? Yeah, yeah. That's yep. where that came from. Yes, sir. And we all just have to figure out, you know, what is vain to us and what is purpose to us. You know, and we have to continuously, you know, strive after the purpose and the things that we find out uh, here mm-hmm. because there are a lot of things out here that we all do that may feel like vain and we have to shy away from those things, you know, the most. Yeah, I appreciate that. I respect that. And also, you know, I know we have several conversations in the yeah. past, you know, that make me want to really bring you on board here so that you can express and uh, share your experiences. Yeah. I mean, you are such an inspiration. Let me tell you something. Okay, you, you weren't born with the silver spoon. No, and no. And now you've, you've created your own silver spoon, right? Yes, sir. So many people want to be handed a silver spoon. I mean, mm-hmm. what really motivated you to want to be that? Who is that mentor in your mm-hmm. life? Did somebody inspire you? Did someone inspire you? God. God That's himself. first. Yeah, All yeah. Right. God, God, okay. God himself first inspired me. Uh, just the potential of me knowing that there is a God within me, you know, and showing that my potential is unlimited and that I can go out here and accomplish anything that I set my mind to. You know, God gave us uh, a blessing and a curse at the same time, and it's called our willpower. And, you know, as long as uh, individual is is equipped with their willpower, then they can accomplish anything. Um, I would say the biggest motivator for me in my life, uh, you know, when it comes down 
to my family, I would say my two uncles, you know, they, uh, when I was like five, uh, we moved to California, okay? Okay, okay. And they had over 150 AT&T stores out there, so they were like multi, they were like multi-millionaires, and my uncles, they had like mansions and like mom the valley. And mom, brother? Or yeah, dads? yeah, my uh, mother's family. Okay. Yep, yep. They had like mansions. My uh, grandma, she stayed inside of a multi-million dollar condo. So that's what really like motivated me and gave me the mindset of that I want a luxury lifestyle. Now, when the two day, well, when the 2008 uh, crash came, when they lost a lot of money, okay? So when that basically happened, we moved back to Chicago, and then that's when I really got closer to my dad. Um, and, and me just seeing his work ethic. Now, my dad necessarily didn't have like the uh, luxurious lifestyle as my mm-hmm. uncles did, but his work ethic was so strong. He, he would do whatever it took, you know, to make sure that he got his work done, basically. So how old were you when that incident happened mm-hmm. during the, that uh, I was reception? Eight. You were eight. I was born in 2000, so you always be able to you know my age. Man, yeah. <laughs> so at yeah. eight, so when, when, when that, there was a change in their, you know, financial status and you have to move back to Chicago, I'm sure that kind mm-hmm. of, a, there was a change in your lifestyle as yeah. well. Does that really, was it traumatized? Was it a struggle uh, during that, during well, that phase? Well, I, it's, it's like, it's been an unconscious consciousness that I, always can turn pain into triumph. Into, yeah, yeah, basically. Glory, yeah, yeah, glory, yeah, turn yeah. it turn it into glory because, you know, I could have looked at that and been like, oh, man, my life is horrible. It went from, you know, going to mansions and things of that nature yeah, and then back going to, back to Chicago. Yeah. But I took it as like, okay, bet, now I need to get this for myself and then be able to provide this lifestyle for my little cousins and things of that nature. You know, I can just give you one prime example. Uh, when we lived in California, my uncles, they used to host a uh, Easter egg hunt. Right. And they used to put like uh, $50 inside of them, $20, $100 inside of the uh, Easter egg. So, you know, this past Easter for my little cousins and my nephews, I had put on an Easter egg hunt. So my goal is to give them all of the experiences that I had so they can, you know, possibly follow in the right footsteps that I'm wow. on. Yeah. Wow. So most of the things that we do today, being good or bad. Mm-hmm. We probably must have learned it or inspired by it from somewhere. Yeah. Well, if you learn good, you're going to transfer that good to someone else's. Mm-hmm. And if you learn bad, you're going to transfer those bad habits to someone else's. And I'm really, you know, um, I'm really impressed that your uncle was able to be an, an, an inspiration yeah. to you. Have you ever mentioned it to him? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, now one of my uncles passed. He actually passed in, I believe it was 2017. He actually passed away from heart attack. Um, But one of my uncles, he's actually still alive. And, you know, I talk to him a lot and get, like, business advice from him. Uh, He's actually owning a couple T-Mobile stores now. Uh, My father, he has a a printing business also. But my dad, he he was a millionaire in his 20s. He used to sell beepers. He was, like, the first person to start selling beepers in uh, Chicago. Mm -hmm. Uh, His company name was Randolph Beeper. So he was on a Randolph's and, you know, he built up a lot of uh, notoriety from, you know, individuals because he was a, was the first African-American to start selling uh, beepers. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My question is this. So what do you currently do right now? Right now, I currently do taxes, life insurance and day trading. Yep. All right. All right. So how can you use those your skill set to motivate youth out there? Did you oh bring it that back? Did you? see what happened over the weekend? Yes, I did. Yeah, How yeah. can you, I mean, that's a lot of um, totally unaccepted behavior for yeah. our youth in Chicago. And then you, I mean, you to me, you still, you, you're young. Mm-hmm. So you youth, yeah. all right? 22 is not far from 20. It's not right. far from 19, mm-hmm. all right? But you being able to like just hold it together right now, what 
do you have to say regarding that behavior and which advice you have for those of you listening to them? Because a lot of them are always on the internet. Mm-hmm. Many of them are going to stumble into this content right now. So what kind of advice do you have for them right I mean, now? first off, what I would say to the youth is that, like, um, change can always happen, all right? It's not about, you know, basically where, where it's not about the past. It's all about the now, right? Mm-hmm. So now you can make a decision to actually change, you know, your behavior, right? Because I wasn't a perfect, you know, teenager. You know, we we were— we weren't doing nothing like that, you know, but we were having fun as kids, you know, but to be, you know, messing up someone's property and especially to do it downtown Chicago, mm-hmm. that's 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 crazy. I never would have thought that in like a million years. Um, but what I would just say is find a mentor. And that's why we're out here, you know, making this podcast now so we can be the example for these young individuals, because some of them, they can't even see the bright light. They they, they don't even know what's on the other side. True that. So, you know, is is that an excuse? No, but I believe they do need to be aware of what can happen in their lives if they start taking it serious, you know. But obviously they're young, so they're going to make immature decisions, but I feel it has a lot to do with our city and our police because that, that shouldn't happen. I understand. Do you also have, um, just looking at your own background, I see what you're doing right now compared to those young adults out there who are not doing something in their lives. It seems like there was some someone that has always been there for you, pushing you, redirecting you and encouraging you. Who could that be? Is that My your, mother. Okay. Because remember, yeah. for a child to be successful, there must be a mentor. Like you see, you brought that yeah. mentorship out. We mentor a lot of stuff. My team mentored a lot of people, a lot of students. I didn't have a mentor growing mm-hmm. up. Everybody rejected me. That's what really motivated me to want to like give back and building the right team to help me succeed in my goal. And you know, mentoring goes a long way. Mentoring yeah. a kid goes a long way. Every child that has no direction will always be lost. They will go crazy. They will derail like a rail. You know. So I think that's the reason why so many children out there making a lot of terrible mistakes. We don't have a lot of people who wants to pour into those children. Mm-hmm. So what do you have to say with those successful adults out there who just don't care? You know, I made it. I have my own adversity. I don't care. This is not my problem. What do you have to say to them? Because if you keep, if they keep looking at the situation like that, we're going to continue to have the same problem. It's yeah. going to end up at the end of the day affect them. What do you have to say to those young adults? I mean, those adults out there who are successful. Well, I would say they have to look at it like a building, right? They're at the top, and the youth is at the bottom, right? The youth, mm-hmm. the youth is at the bottom, and the bottom is usually the foundation. Bottom okay, the foundation. so that's why it's extremely important for you know the older generation to. Uh, you know, water the grass, basically, you know, mm-hmm. plant the seeds and uh, make sure that the foundation is good. And that's by giving back to the youth as in, you know, hosting hosting events, um, you know, donating, um, you know, doing uh, shadow, doing shadow days, you know, like just little things like that, you know, really, really matter. Um, and also giving them jobs, you know, because it's all about time. Obviously, them kids had too much time on their hands. Right. So, you know, coming up with some type of program that kids can come to and be able to have fun and things of that nature. But that's what I would say to them individuals there for sure. I think, uh, you know, uh, coming together as one Chicago and offer something that's going to be very uh, useful to the kids was going to actually help out. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the problem we have right now is going to be more than the problem the police can actually solve. I think parents need to step up their game. Yeah. 
our 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 young adult need to step up their game, just mm -hmm. getting involved in community. And uh, I think, I mean, from what I can see right now, I don't think there's any solutions to it. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, I think sharing our testimony right now with those children, just like once they hear the statement, we can pull back. Because there's one thing, three things that could happen to these children right now, due from their behavior. It can end up end up in juvenile detention services. Yeah. End up in a big house or be dead. Yeah. And I'll be very surprised if they even have a chance to make it to the big house. Yeah. Because it's quicker. They're so impulsive. They're so angry for no reason. Mm -hmm. And they're spoiled. Yeah. You know, and uh, they have parents at home. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how their parents could just look at that and clap for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's disgusting. This behavior is totally disgusting. And I don't think it's acceptable. But just because bad things is being accepted by majority does not make it good. Right. This is how I see it. So what was your struggle growing up that could have prevented you from being successful? And because we, I have mine. I, I would share mine with you. Yeah. You know? I would say the neighborhood. You know, it takes okay. a village. My mama always said it takes a village to raise the youth. Um, and my mom, she, she was very intentional with putting us into the right communities. You know, okay. like I said— uh, when I was first born, I was born here in the city of Chicago. Um, I lived here until around like five. I went to school at Brett at uh, Brett Hart, which is in High Park. You know, it was a pretty good area. Mm -hmm. So that was like 2005. Mm -hmm. You know, after my mother and father uh, separated, we, me and my mother and my brother, we moved to California, and you know, she put us into a nice neighborhood, a nice you know uh, school. And then after we moved back to uh, Chicago, we did stay in, you know, the low poverty area for like one year. But then she moved us right to High Park. And I was raised in High Park from, you know, I would say like nine to, you know, at least when I was 19 when I had finally moved out. So, yeah, she, she my mom did a she really good job. Very as, significant role. As well as my grandma. Okay. As well as my grandma. Okay. My mother and my grandma, those are my two hearts, literally. That's my heart beating. Um, and my and my grandma, I would give her the credit of, you know, helping me really be extremely uh, ethical and and having morals. You know, she she she's just been amazing, loving, and she showed me a lot of love to make me feel like I was chosen. So, you know, I definitely give her a lot of credit for my confidence that I have within myself um, and also the heart that I have for others. Yep. That's a very important thing for sharing there. I think for a child to succeed, we have to have positive role model involved in their yeah. life. It doesn't necessarily have to be their biological mom mm -hmm. or dad because sometimes just because you bake a child doesn't mean that you're going to raise them right. That's so right. people just punked out. You know, um, we have two children. You know, I was raising them by myself before I got in with my partner. Together, me and her, we are raising our children. You know, we could have just back out and say, well, this is not a responsibility. It would be easier to just dump them with the government <laughs> and put them in the yeah. state, but they're going to end up in a very horrible place. They're yeah. two brilliant children. So I believe that every family, every parent needs to step their A game up. Yeah. You know, those children were not asked to be brought to life. It's your responsibility. You brought them here. Yep. You need to do what it takes. I think doing what it takes to raise those children is just working a little bit extra hard, mm -hmm. you know, make more money and move them to a good neighborhood because environment will change your child. Yes. I'm telling you, yeah. if you put them in a very crazy environment, they will become useless. Yeah. You know, only few, maybe 1% will survive it because God touches them. I'm telling you, and like you said, environment has a major role to play whether a child's going to develop well 
are not developing well environment. Those children tripping right there over the weekend, they all came from South Side. They all come from, you know, yeah. you know, crazy neighborhood. But some of them probably came from a very maybe middle class neighborhood. Right. But those are choices. But I think all the adult, if you're a parent today and you live in a bad neighborhood, knowing that the same neighborhood is going to affect your children, work hard change the environment, move them to a better environment and give them a chance to succeed. Let's break this circle. Right. Man. We cannot continue to allow these things to repeat itself all the time. I just end up blaming government for it. Yeah. It's not government. It's not asking you to bring the child to earth when you knew quite all right that you don't have the resources to take care of them. Why are you burping baby yeah. when you cannot take care of them? Right. So to call a spade a spade. You know, your mom brought you to life. She made sure that she was involved. Your dad was busy, you know, working hard to support the family, but mom was always there redirecting you, holding you accountable. I think every child, every mom and dad need to step their game up. Too. Yeah. Yeah. As above, so below. That that's that's a law as within, so without. And that applies to life now. You know, them kids are they they may have done that, but it starts above, you know, so obviously the parents and the, and the older generation is not doing what they're supposed to do because that wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have happened if the older individuals were more intact within themselves. Mm. So, yeah, that's what I believe. I definitely believe in all the laws of the universe, and that's a big one right there. As above, so below. I appreciate that. You know, so also relating to dad, to my father, he wasn't there for me, but that does not stop me from being a good father. Yeah. I don't want what happened to me or my children. Exactly. So what dad do, I step up and make a lot of sacrifices. Yeah, it's polarity. So, you got to look mm-hmm. at it from, it's two different angles that, that you could take. You easily could have been like, oh, well, my father didn't take care of me and I became out like this, so yeah, I'm but, not going to take care of you. I'm yeah, going to make you struggle. Make, yeah, why yeah. do I have to do the work? Yeah, facts. <laughs> you know? Yep. We're the yeah. break general causes. So lead me, lead me to your business. Let's talk about your business right now because remember, you know, um, we all have to make sure that you succeed in every entity that you succeed and you started. And uh, and uh, what are your businesses again? And how can we support you to grow in your business? Okay. Because the audience is listening right now. Yeah. 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 For sure. So how audience. do we find you? Yeah. Um, first is taxes. All right. That that is that is my this bread is and right butter. Right now, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's yeah. Happening right now. Yes, sir. It's tax okay. season. Um, I got into taxes when I was 18 years old. Uh, so right out of literally uh, high school. Um, and it really compounded, you know, it was something that's, that actually compounded in my life and it's became a solid income now, you okay. know, to now where, you know, it's, I have over 400 clients. Yeah, you know, and it did take time, um, but I, I have a passion for it. I have a passion for helping people, you know, use some of the tax strategies that I know of, all right? And to be honest, really, I like helping people get back money for taxes because, okay. you know, I, I do feel that the, uh, the government, you know, they do take advantage of people. Yeah. With us paying taxes and things of that nature. So um, that's my first uh, business there. Uh, after that is insurance. OK, is life insurance. Now, life insurance is extremely important because that is a start of generational wealth. OK. OK. All of us right now, we're here working yeah. to create a foundation to, you know, be able to provide for our families. But none of us know when that time is going to come for us, right? And you and we have the choice where we can be able to make sure that we're good, whether we're on this earth or not, mm-hmm. all right? And like I said, I'm an example. I just personally got a life insurance policy myself um, where, you know, I'm going to be paying into it like five figures a, a year, and by the t- I only pay it for 20 years. So by the time I'm like 42 years old, I won't have to pay any more money in, like into my policy. So by that time, I would have probably paid in $190,000, right? 
but by the time I'm 60 years old, it'll be at 600 that's and like fifty thousand dollars. That's beautiful. Yeah. And you can also leverage that. And that's cash value. I, I, that's not even inc- that's not even talking about my death benefit. My death benefit is well over half half a million dollars. That's you know? beautiful. So gotta be the example. Yeah. And I also want to conclude that by saying that. So well, the main reason why so many poverty is being uh, left behind in our community is the fact that especially African African American community they're so afraid of taking life. Insurance policy. They're like, okay, I have all this money. If I die, my uh, my beneficiary is going to enjoy. It. This is reason. That's how you break the generational trust. You know, you can do trust on it. Yeah. And but you rather, I encourage people to leave wealth instead of leaving death. Right. You know, if you leave them in having so much debt to pay. That's not cool. You're yeah. leaving your children with a lot of debts yeah. to play instead of wealth. So change that habit. And if you want to, you know, um, subscribe to Life Insurance, the right person here, the right person to do it for you is Malik Blake. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. I actually want you to write one policy yeah. on me. Even if I already have, I want you to write policy on me. That's how I'm going to support you. So Man. for all the listeners, he's writing policies mm-hmm. on me. Yeah. And I want you to contact him today. Whoop. Put his contact details yep. on the thread when we post about this. And yeah. I really want to thank you for coming in today. I got one more though. One more. One more. I got one more uh, business that I have. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Speak I am out. a uh, day trader also. Okay. Okay. Uh, I actually been trading now for four years. Mm-hmm. Four, for for uh, four years now. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a learning curve that everyone has to go through, but it's very important. You know. What does that comprise of? Uh, I trade the foreign exchange market. Okay. So you know, you're from Nigeria. Correct. Well, what type of uh, Money do you have? Like what, we have naira, naira, right? Yeah, naira. So the United States dollar is is worth more. Do you know how much? We're more? worth more, of course. You know, looking at naira, about to one dollars to about four hundred and sixty naira. Right. You know, once you convert with thousand dollars, you have a lot of money. Right, and that's called an exchange rate. Now that exchange rate goes up and down depending upon the economy out there. So, mm-hmm. right. So when Sonny goes and build up his own city, you know the economy is going to go up, and the exchange rate is going to change. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you know, there's a fi- there's a, a technical side of the market, and there's a fundamental side. Now, the fundamental side is news and things of that nature, but there's a technical side where you can learn how the market actually moves. It goes from higher high to higher low to higher high to higher low. All right. And, you know, that's what I actually teach. I will be dropping my uh, mentorship uh, on June 1st, 2023, where I'll be teaching individuals how to actually invest and, you know, make money from their phone. Because that's all that the life insurance companies, that's all they do. Life insurance, you're paying monthly and they're going to take your money and go invest it. That's how they give you back a uh, death benefit. So mm-hmm. right now I'm learning literally everything so I can become my own life insurance company. You will. Right? Yep, yep. So Yep, six years in life insurance. I know how that be. Yep. If you have any questions that I spent, let me know. And again, yep. we're going to do business with you. We want mm-hmm. to encourage you to stay strong and become a multi-million, you know, like you actually forecast and projected. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen in time soon. And to every kid out there, you should be hungry. After listening to this podcast, you should be hungry to want to do even better or more. So for that, I'm going to leave you with this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to happen until you make it happen. You know, everybody have a dream. So many people put their dream into work. Guess what's lacking in most places is action. When it boils down to the action phase, a lot of people... 
back out. Stop running. Put it into action phase. Push your dream until you come to reality. Actualize. Be patient because everything takes time. It's not overnight. It's over time. Mm-hmm. That's why some people always quit because it doesn't come right when they expected it. That's not how it works. All right? Yeah. Put your dream to work. Do what it takes to make you, to help you to become successful. You know? That's what we're going to do. For that, we're going to say thank you for tuning in today. Yeah. And I want you to the next episode. Yes, sir. Thank you, my Let's man. Let's get it. We chosen, brother. Chosen. Let's do it. God bless. Amen. Oh,